Our friends over at Powered 4 TV are giving listeners to this podcast an incredible 50% off your first month when you sign up to Powered4.tv and use the promo code Johnners. Powered 4 TV are one of the leading on-demand streaming services in the UK with tons of shows from over 20 wrestling promotions from around the UK and the US including TNT Extreme, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, DNA Pro Wrestling, Full Force Wrestling, Ignite Wrestling and so many more. There's also plenty more to enjoy including an incredible archive of classic matches, life layers with William Eva, podcasts and so much more. Sign up to Powered 4 TV today and save 50% off your first month. Just use the promo code JONNERS. Welcome to the Alliance Pro Wrestling Network Sunday special interview. Very excited today because on the show we have one third of the PWO Trios champion, and uh, he holds that belt with Airstrike, Mike Forte, Tyler Arrow, and you can see this uh, up and coming indie star in Hamilton Pro Wrestling, PWO, SKM, and many other promotions. Very happy to welcome to the show Scumbag Yates. Scumbag, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. How about yourself, man? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a weird week this week so far. Okay. And, but uh, it's Sunday. It's time to relax. Yeah, there we go, man. There we go. So right before you came on, you said uh, you were going to have breakfast first. So I think the world wants to know, what does Scumbag Gates have for breakfast? Uh, Sundays, I usually just order McDonald's because it's okay. just easier. And I get like a double sausage McMuffin with a couple hash browns. Okay. And a couple of coffees. Bye-bye for, like, me and my parents and my nephews down for the weekend, so. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, very nice of you, man. I, if, I'm sure if I was there, I'm sure you would have bought me breakfast as well. Oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's just let's get started, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this question before, uh, but how did you come up with the name Scumbag? And tell me a little bit about the character Scumbag Gakes in case uh, people watching aren't really familiar with the, with the character. Uh, so when I was training um, – Growing up being as a wrestling fan, I did do a lot of trash talking. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll start going into a heel because I just do a lot of talking anyways. And I kind of just thought about it. I'm like, well, there's no one that really does a character that's, like, supposed to be a scumbag. And I was like, scumbag Yates? It's like, that sounds about right. I had to use something with my last name because I have tattoos that have my okay. last name on there. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, you let's just see it. Let's just see how it works. And it just kind of clicked with people because most people will hear it and be like, scumbag? Like, the guy's his name is scumbag? <laughs> okay, this is kind of <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, and the character is just, I'm trying to do like old school, dirty heel kind of stuff. So like, okay. like, like Dick Murdoch, Brody kind of stuff, right? Oh, wow. Okay. 
That's a great ta- two great talents there. Dick Murdoch, Bruiser Brody, grew up watching them, man. Uh, great, great stuff there. So tell me, when did you become interested in professional wrestling enough that you decided that, hey, I'm going to give professional wrestling a try? So when I was younger, prob- uh, when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a wrestler. Uh, the problem was back then, so this is like 2007, 2008, there wasn't really a lot of schools back then. Like I knew there was one in Cambridge, which I believe was the – Smith Hart wrestling school, I believe okay. it was called, but okay. by the time I was ready for it, it was already gone. I didn't drive at the time. So then I lived, I moved out to Halifax a little later on. I came back. I started running shows with my uh, buddies, Chris DiCarvello and Shane Marico. That's SKM Promotions. Okay. And then after the third show, that's when I knew about like HPW and all that. And I went, Kind of had like that him and Hall moment where I'm like, if I want to do it, I have to do it now or never do it at all. And mm-hmm. I just said, you know, I'm just going to do it and let's just see what happens. All right. And right. you've been you've been doing very well for yourself. I know you're an up and coming star on the indie scene. And you said that you you, you run at SK, SKM. Are you, are you part owner of that promotion? Technically, yes. Okay. So what it is is that uh, Shane Miracle he owns SKM Promotions, and okay. he he will do uh, rack, uh, rap and rock shows out on the Reserve and Brantford area. Okay. Um, he was friends with Christy Carvello, who's a good buddy of mine. Like, I go to shows with him all the time. We were known as the Champ Monkeys. Okay. Um, Chris was thinking of running the show again because he used to run shows in Waterford about 10 years ago. Okay. And... He was thinking about running a show again. Shane went, hey, I want to run a wrestling show too. It's like, do you want to join up? And he, Chris was like, yep. It's like, so he asked me if I wanted to help out. And I said, yep, I'm down with it. Then we had another buddy named Chris Hoover who helped us out for the first year. And then his uh, life got in the way and he wasn't really able to help out that much. Okay. But pretty much it's like, I'm the grunt guy. So I have like the the music i get the posters and the flyers and i post them out all the area chris is more of the booker because he can think of storylines like three years ahead of it (laughs) ahead of it and shane does a lot of the promotional stuff so like he'll make the merchandise and that kind of stuff Okay, so when do you think you guys will be able to get shows going again i know this whole pandemic thing or 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 you're not sure yet i I don't really know. That's the thing. Because we were supposed to do a show at the end of March. Okay. But that's when everything just closed. Yeah. And the issue is because we're going to do the show in Hagersville. And the issue is is like because it is a smaller town and with the farm towns. And there's a lot of uh, Jamaicans and Mexicans that come in and work on the fields. Okay. So the smaller towns have been a little bit more reluctantly at the beginning to okay. bring new stuff in to kind of just want to kept it closed in. Okay. Yep. Especially people that don't live in Hagersville coming in running the show. So I don't know. I really okay. want to. Well, my yeah my fingers are crossed soon. I haven't been to a show in a, so quite a long time. So my fingers are crossed that you guys get going again soon. So I heard another podcast. I was listening to another podcast that you're on that you mentioned you were an amateur wrestler. Uh so yeah. Was it tough transitioning from amateur to professional? 
not really at the beginning like kind of the workout like um the physical stuff wasn't really that much different because you in amateur wrestling we'll do the roles and do that kind of stuff and fitness stuff so it was more learning about timing and footwork and that kind of stuff because obviously with amateur wrestling you're going 100 percent. you want to take the person down and try to pin them and whatnot yeah but there was a that was a little bit traditional or transitional difference there where it's like okay i need to learn how to do this properly i need how to do this properly yeah the moves themselves weren't didn't really phase me that much and where did you where did you train when you wanted to decide that you want to become professional where did you where did you wind up training i ended up going to hamilton pro wrestling okay uh, just because we used Rip for the ring, and so I know Rip for a long time. And plus, Hamilton was closer for me for a drive. There's only okay. like a 20-minute drive for me, while okay. everything else is like an hour, an hour and a half away. Okay, well, that's convenient, a 20-minute drive. So what was what was the toughest part of the wrestling training, and how do you respond to, to people who think that wrestling training is something that's easy to do? Um, I would say definitely the fitness part like if you don't do anything that's heavy training like if you didn't do like amateur wrestling or rugby or swimming or anything like that where you're training a hundred percent that probably will throw people off at the beginning because they're like oh it's you know it's it, it don't really do that much just that but then once they yeah. actually start doing drills and all of that and do like a five minute drill and get blown up <laughs> yeah 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 like running the ropes like i thought running the ropes was initially something that's easy to do uh i was doing an interview um with um with oh, i forgot who it was but there was a wrestling ring there and i asked if i could run the ropes and he told me no because you'll wind up falling through it if you've never ran the ropes before so it's when you first ran the ropes did you get the bruises on your back that i'm hearing uh, wrestlers get in the beginning oh, yeah. but yeah Oh, yeah, especially because with the cables. Uh, I've ran the ropes, like actual ropes, because Rob Franco uses real ropes. Yeah. And uh, Brad from Oshawa does as well. Those ones aren't too bad, but it's a little bit of a weird feeling going from cable to rope for me. But yeah, the first couple of times running the ropes is like, oh, okay, so that's how that feels. <laughs> and then just practice it again, and then you just get used to it after. Yeah. And the first bump, how did you feel at the first bump? I always like to hear the stories of, of wrestlers taking their first bump. It wasn't too bad, which sounds weird. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, because when Rip does the training, it's very, very slow. Like, you're you're on your butt, and then you go down, and yeah. you go very, very slowly into it until I did the actual first bump. Felt it, and it's like, okay. That's, so that's how that feels. It I would say, like, the ropes hurt a little bit more than the actual bump. Okay. But I I guess I like bumping, which also okay. means why I do such stupid bumps. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> How and we're gonna to get to some super bumps in in a, in a little bit because I have a few questions about it. But uh, how long did it take until um, you decided that hey, I've trained enough, I'm ready for my first match? And tell me about the first match and how you felt before and after the first match and who your opponent was. So I started training in March of 2018, okay. which was around the same time as uh, Wade Allen did. I believe we started on the same week, or I think I was a week ahead. 
but we pretty much started at the same time. And I got my green light from Rip in June for the June student show, which was we did a rumble. Okay. Uh, Marcus Gold was a part of it. Johnny DeLuca, I believe, debuted in that as well. Um, Doc Richards was in it. I don't remember all of them, but I know, like, I think me, Johnny, and Gold were the debuts. Okay. And nothing much really happened. (laughs) Were Were you nervous beforehand? You must have been nervous before you hit the ring. No, I, I I don't. Yeah, I don't really want to sound cocky, but I didn't really feel nervous because, okay. like, when I I learned in amateur wrestling and in rugby as well, it's like if you are nervous, like you will not play well, like you will be preoccupied. So, I I always was learned to, especially in amateur wrestling, uh, be confident in the move that you do because if you're hesitant for one second, you're you're done. That's it. The match is over. All right, well, maybe you could rename yourself Confident Yates instead of Scumbag Yates. How about that? <laughs> People seem to like Scumbag Yates. So yeah, no, I'm Scum, 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 Scumbag Yates is, is working for you, so you might as well keep it, man. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned um, some, some stupid bumps that you, that, you, um, that you do. Tell me about that hardcore match you had with Warhead. Uh, where he, um, I think he, he Death Valley drivers you on um, a barbed yeah, wire, and you had like... The mousetraps? Yeah. 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 Um, Surprisingly, that's not one of the stupid bumps. Um, so, yeah, so that was at uh, PWA. Uh, Warhead was part of the group called Temple, and I did not know about the storyline because Eddie didn't really tell me about the storyline. He just said, okay. hey, you're having a match with Warhead. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm having a match with Warhead. But apparently the storyline was for him to get away from the Temple. So, okay. But anyways, match was going fine. We did have another spot planned. In that match, but the rope broke from the match before. Okay. But yeah, everything was like super simple. Everything was super fine. We get to the end, and it's like Warhead made a board of mouse traps and barbed wires, with the mouse traps being the uh, the sign of the triangle, which is the temple sign. Went through it. Didn't really feel anything. Like it just felt like laying on like a hot mat. Yeah. I had no idea I was cut up until yeah. I sat up. And the referee, who's an, a good buddy of mine, Sean Cassidy, he looked over. He just goes, "Hey, man, like you're bleeding, you're like bleeding pretty badly." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna sit here and let uh, Skullmaster take a couple photos because if I'm bleeding, yeah, make an impression, right?" I had no idea how bad it was until I got to the end, like back into the locker room, and everyone was freaking out because they're like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine." <laughs> Why? Till uh, I think Elian took a picture of the pack and I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of that. It looked pretty brutal, man. So you needed like something like 16 stitches to to close them all up. Is that is that true? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I waited to the end of the show because I had a couple of buddy, uh, buddy Chris and someone else, Tony, was with me. So I waited to the end of the show, drove him back home to Brantford, then I went to the hospital after uh, I got there at midnight, and I think I got my stitches at like eight o'clock in the morning. So, so, so let me let me get this let me get this straight. You you needed stitches. You were bleeding profusely, but you decided to drive your friends home first and then go to the hospital. Is that? Yeah, because I can't leave them in. Okay, but um, 
after the match, Clay Wilson did clean me up and bandage me up, oh, so okay. I wasn't bleeding. So oh, okay, okay. It was. I mean, there, I couldn't help out with a teardown, but I was like, um, I have to go get stitches now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's a smart thing. Let's see, scumbag Gates, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. You, your friends come first, and then you go get the stitches, man. So you're a good yeah. guy, man. You're a good guy. So, um, do you feel that maybe hardcore matches aren't for you, or you're uh, you would participate in them again? I'm fine with hardcore matches. Like okay. I've I've done a couple hardcore matches. Okay. Um, I probably would do death matches, but there's still things a little bit I'm more concerned about, like the light tubes. I'm still yeah yeah afraid about. Like I've taken like skewers to the head. I've taken before. They weren't too bad. Uh, chairs and tables and ladders, that kind of stuff, haven't been too bad. But it's it's those like. When I see the death matches and so those extra sharp weapons, like when I see the needle and yeah, yeah, the light tube, it's like, eh, yeah, that's a that's not, a little not few, <laughs> not few, man. Uh, are you are you worried? Well, I would oh, I shouldn't say worried. Are you concerned? Maybe that fans are gonna expect you to be this extreme wrestler taking extreme bumps every single time they see you? I mean, like with, say, like Mick Foley, because every time people watching Mick Foley, they're expecting him to do something really extreme. Uh, you worried about that? Because, you know, your, your body's on the line, man. Not really, because I don't really do a lot of hardcore matches, right? Okay, so, okay. Um, a lot of people just see me do matches, and I usually, when I do stupid bumps, is usually to scare people. And I always, that's one of the things I try to do. So it's okay. either scare them by a move that I'm doing or me being the character trying to scare them. But okay. yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm really considered a hardcore wrestler. Okay. Because I've only done a couple, right? But I know okay. Warhead has said, it's like, hey, be careful with doing these because you don't want to be labeled as a hardcore wrestler because then that's why everyone wants to see you as. Yeah, that's that's why I was a one of maybe you're concerned, uh, but um, so let's move on. So let's talk about the faction of the Lost Boys because I didn't know that you started the Lost Boys. And I know um, you you mentioned in a, in a in a um, I posted something. I I just thought it was Wade Allen, Doc uh, Doc Richards, and you're like, hey, I thought I started this this group. So <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so I apologize. I'll apologize to you face to face. I didn't know. Uh, no worries. <laughs> uh, so so tell me about the Lost Boys. Um, what was your inspiration for starting uh, the faction of the Lost Boys? I. I didn't really start it. I became a part of it because it started with NSW. Um, Steve Brown came up with the idea to kind of just put us together. And he introduced uh, Reese Greenaway as our manager at the time. And then since all three of us, me, Doc Richards, and Wade are good friends, and I've known Reese for a long time as well, it was just like, okay, we can – we can work with this and then we just came came up with ideas and came up with music and that kind of stuff and then it started and then it just quickly fade away and then i don't it's weird because they're still doing the lost boys thing but me and doc are also doing another thing at nsw okay and it i think it's just like this weird entity where it's like it's still around it's but still, it's just yeah. it's just there <laughs> okay well it's, it's a it's a great great faction i, I know i've i've um alan and riches has have some great matches and it, it's a it's a terrific faction hopefully you guys will all get together and we'll see the lost boys and in, invading promotions all over ontario soon man 
maybe we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see. So you, I mentioned earlier, you hold the PWO trios title with Airstrike, Mike Forte, and Tyler Arrow. Who would you say is your biggest threat to those titles? Or is there a threat Real right now, or we're we waiting for the pandemic to end before you could really answer that? Realistically, when I look at the roster right now, I say the biggest threat might be Empire because they're the only okay. other trios team that I know. Because I know trios team before, which was absolutely anarchy, which was Shaw, Corey Stone, and Andy Rain. Andy Rain's out with injury, and the whole thing with Corey Stone and Mark Shaw happened, and I don't think there's any other trios team at the moment, so we're in quite a predicament where it's like we only have Empire at the moment. Okay. But we also haven't seen Crystal Moon for a long time, so yeah. we don't know about that either. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure once the pandemic picks up, I'm sure you'll be fitting those titles against some trios team um, at, the, at a PWO show. Um, so what about Wade Allen? Let's talk about Wade Allen. I know you, you mentioned Wade Allen. He's a good friend of mine, a good friend of yours. He holds a PWO internet title. Any any um, thoughts about chasing him and the, that title? I mean, it could happen in the future, but I will say, like, I was super happy that he won it, especially because, again, I got to throw some shade at Empire. Uh, JT Kurt wasn't really doing anything with the internet title. Okay. And Wade was doing all this stuff for, like, doing promos and yep. all that stuff. So I was like, as soon as he saw the internet, uh, he had the opportunity for the internet title, I was like, oh, go for it, man. Get it. Get it. Yep. You deserve it, man. And he's been defending it well. I mean, we have a match. We have a match. I may try to win it off him, but we'll see. Okay. Well, good luck. I, I'm a big fan of Wade Allen. I know he's a... Uh... Great, great wrestler. I think you and him would have a great match, but uh, it would be tough to get that title off him, man. I know he he cherishes that title like like a little baby, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've wrestled him once or twice and been tag team partners in other promotions with him, so I know right. what it's all about. <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, do you prefer being a babyface or a heel? Have you been a babyface? I should ask, actually, because I know you're. I have. I've okay. been babyface a couple of times, and it's kind of weird that. Okay. Be a baby face, especially with the name Scumbag. Um, really, either or. Okay. Like it, I still do pretty much most of the same things as a baby face and a heel. Uh, it just depends on what I say. So yeah. it's like if a baby face is like woohoo, yeah, and a little bit comedy, I guess. With that, like most of the times I've been baby face, I've been a little bit comedy in there, and then as a heel, it's like ah, oh, you suck. Boo. Yeah. And more dirty tactics, but I'm fine with either or. Okay, there you go. I I, I know a lot of people prefer to be healed because they have more freedom being a heal, but hey, that's cool. Either or. Uh, as long as you're in the ring, man, taking somebody out, that's I guess that's all that matters then, right? Exactly. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, so I have a few names here, um, a few wrestlers on the on the indie scene in Ontario. When I say the names, maybe you can give me a little bit about, uh, tell me a little bit what you think about them. Mm -hmm. uh, first name would be uh, Travis Moore. Travis Moore, my little boy. I always get that he's my son. Um, he's a good kid. He's a young kid. He's he works hard and he's he's definitely going to be doing something. We don't know like. He might be like a, a Del Bruno where he's at like the top tier in Ontario. He may even go further than that. 
only time will tell. The kid has a lot of years on him. Okay. Um, Tex Lexus. Tex Lexus. Uh, in all honesty, he is a good guy. He's just annoying when you listen to him talk. <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe him. He's a good guy. He just is very annoying when he talks. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there ever any talk about maybe you joining uh, the temple? Or because I know uh, Wade Allen, Travis Moore were a part of the temple for a little bit. Yeah, Mercy was too. Um, yeah. No, I don't think there was any discussions about joining the temple okay. because when I when. I was wrestling at PWA. That was my feud was against the Temple. Okay. With Warhead and then Jeff Black and Lenny Lilac and CC. So I don't think there was ever a moment where they're like, oh, maybe you'll join the Temple. Because a couple months after my last match with them, it, it switched over to 365. So Yeah. You now, you you teamed quite a bit with Sabrina Kyle. Um, how did you guys come together? Yeah. So we – I believe we teamed – at SKM one time. Okay. Before, like, we teamed, I think that was the first time that we teamed, but uh, Sabrina also manages me at HPW. Okay. To do the student shows, and uh -huh. she was also someone that I knew for a long time from being a wrestling fan, so I knew of her, and okay. we kind of instantly clicked when she was coming to HPW. I think that was before she was dating Jeff Black. But she would like she would come around. We kind of instantly click, and we just always talk. Okay. And yeah, she's awesome. She's she's very blunt with people, which I like. I like people that are rather be honest and just not tell the truth and anything like that. And she works hard as well for what she does as a when she works and as a mom as well. Okay, you guys make a great team together, man. Uh, Holden Albright, your thoughts on Holden Albright? He is definitely one of the hardest working guys I have seen. Um, when we were doing SKM promotions, we were kind of discussing, like, okay, who are one of the first people that we want to have? And me and Chris said Holden because we saw him at Death Proof and his matches that we're having. And we're like, if we give this guy a platform, he will be able to do something with it. And I don't know exactly if he did the wolf gimmick first SKM or did it somewhere else but I know okay. he was talking with us like hey I have a new idea I want to try this out and like generally one of the hardest workers and one of the nicest people when you talk to him absolutely just a lot of great advice from him yeah he's a good good guy I always love having him on the show he's a great great person to talk to he has a good heart as well man oh, yeah. um so do you watch much wrestling? And if so, are you a WWE guy, AEW guy, New Japan Pro Wrestling guy, Impact guy, or, or all of them? Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you watch when you're watching wrestling? So I don't really watch a lot of wrestling because I don't have cable at house. I just have internet. So okay. I can't really watch AEW because that's on cable uh, yeah. or WWE. Uh, when wrestling was full-time, I was watching a lot of NWA because that was on YouTube. It was an hour. I'm yep. always busy going, like, dropping off posters or going to train or going to shows. So if there was a show I could watch that's an hour on YouTube, that was perfect for me. But I still kept up with what's been going on with WWE and yep. Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that stuff. Yep. And I will still watch the pay-per-views okay. if I'm around. But in terms of, like, watching wrestling daily, 
I don't because it's there's a lot of wrestling out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Now MLW, if you I'm not sure if you watch MLW on um on YouTube as well, but that's another show that uh, fantastic one hour on YouTube every week. I've seen a couple of MLWs as well, and yeah, it's great stuff out there yeah. as well. Great stuff, man. So, what's your all-time favorite match that that you've been involved in? My sorry, your favorite match that that you've had. Uh, so, anytime that I had a match with Warhead has always been good and always been okay. fun. Any match that I've been with Jeff Black has also been really fun. Um. I know people might have different opinions on this, but when I was uh, Joey Ryan's penis at Demand Lucha, that was definitely top there because of it being, uh, I think it, that was Survivor Series week. I think that I think that was Survivor Series. But it was like wrestling at a, in front of a big crowd at the Offer House. Like, that was awesome. Okay. And, and, Probably my other one was when I dressed up as a Teletubby for HBW uh, <laughs> Halloween show because I had the Tinky Winky costume. And the other funny backstory is is that Rip and his wife, they first met at a wrestling show. I believe Rip took him to a wrestling show run by Buck Gunderson and yeah. Michael Elgin wrestled as Tinky Winky. So it was also like giving the kind of like, hey, I can also wrestle in a Tinky Winky costume. She thanked me for that. She's like, I love that. <laughs> is there is there a video of that anywhere on YouTube or anything? I actually, uh, I would love to see Scumbag Yates in a in a uh, Teletubbies uh, uniform. I don't think it's on YouTube. I think I have the video on my phone. I'll have to send it. I know okay. Wade has. I think uh, okay. Okay. Wade shot it. Okay. Rage girlfriend shot it. <laughs> okay, cool. So what about dream matches? What's the dream match? Uh, right now, there's been a couple people that I do want to wrestle, and I uh, – did I do that? Yeah, I talked about it with uh, Kingdom James. Um, yeah. One of the guys I want to wrestle is Kobe Durst okay. because we both do dumb things, and it would be fun to do dumb things. <laughs> um, Holden Albright's another one for pretty much the same reason. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else I said. Easy E. Okay. That would be an awesome match. Steve Brown. I haven't had a match with Steve Brown yet. And I think that would be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be a great one. Yeah. Uh, Hacker. Hacker, sorry. Or Anti Hero SOS. Okay. I'd love to have a match with him. And uh, I don't think I said it on Kingdom's podcast, but I also would have a match with John Greed. Okay. Because I think we could probably do like a pure Haas match. Like uh when we had Rex Atkins and Holden had a had a match. Like a lot of people don't like big guy on big guy matches, but they made a Haas match, like a true Haas match where they just beat the crap out of each other and went the distance. And I feel like me and John Green may be able to do that. <laughs> Okay. No, yeah. Great big names there. Big name. I see you holding a lighter and holding a cigarette. You must be dying to have a cigarette right now. I mean, I, I usually smoke in here, but I was going to wait till after. Now, I got one <laughs> more question, then I'm going to let you plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, so, last question, and then you could then you could get to smoking, man. Uh, what What are your goals for 2021 and beyond? 
2021 is I wanted to get in better shape. Okay. I was training a little bit in 2020, and then everything shut down. Everything's back up, but I haven't gone to the gym quite yet just because I've been working okay. long hours at work trying to buy a new computer. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, get back into the ring, get back to training when possible, get back to wrestling. I just want to I just want to try to get better in the ring. I can't really get better if I don't have matches. Yeah, well, trust me, the matches are coming back very very soon and you'll be in the you'll be in the ring before you know it's on a daily basis. on a I should say daily on a weekly basis, man. I hope so. But. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. So any um anything you want to plug? I have any merchandise, any t-shirts? Uh, I think I saw a t-shirt online. Um, but uh, anything you want to plug? Social media. Now is the time. Go ahead, man. All right. So all my social media that I have, which is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, is Scumbag Yates. They're all one word, except for Facebook, I believe. Okay. Uh, I do have a t-shirt. I think I only have like five or six XLs left, but I am okay. looking to get new ones made. Okay. And uh, check out SKM, check out Hamilton Pro Wrestling, check out PWO, try to check out all the wrestling that is out there, and hopefully you guys could also see me on the Mondays on the Twitch streams with BMD and Matt Grant and them. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I feel weird calling you scumbag, but I want to thank you so much, scumbag, for, <laughs> for, for no problem. For uh, for coming on today, I know uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while, and things are getting in the way. And I'm glad we finally got to do it today. And anytime you want to come back, man, you're always welcome. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the future, man. Awesome, thank you, thank you for having me on the show. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So this has been the Alliance Pro Wrestling Sunday Special Interview. Again, want to thank my guest, Scumbag Gates. And until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye. Stay safe, everyone. So long. Bye bye.